Welcome to Raising the New Earth. I'm Brooke. And I'm Noah. We are both mothers and holistic nutritionists, health coaches here to share our experiences and engage in new perspectives in health, food, nature, consciousness, and spirituality, all through the greater lands of motherhood. This podcast is here to call us to higher levels of consciousness and tap into a greater potential for ourselves, our children, and humanity as a whole. We explore the role we can individually and collectively play to birth, nourish, and co-create a more beautiful world. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Raising the New Earth podcast. I am your host, Noah Dory, and this is another bite-sized solo episode, and this week, Uh, we're going to talk about ASD, autism spectrum disorder. So ASD is characterized uh, by deficiencies in social interactions and communications, uh, limited, repetitive behaviors and interests. And in many cases, but not all of them, there's also intellectual and language impairments. These symptoms can range from mild to severe. And some things have changed recently. For example, what used to be known as uh, Asperger's disorder would be the mild end of the spectrum. And what was called classic autism, the most serious um, form of this condition, would be known as the opposite end. So what is autism? So when I look at autism and I look at all research that's out there, and I have worked as a nutritionist with um, autistic uh, youth and adults, the the agreement is that there is some sort of toxic environmental interaction. So if you look at the work of Dr. Daniel Amen, which who is one of my most favorite uh, leading psychiatrists in this field, because he's really one of the only ones that will incorporate nutrition and the fact that nutrition can really make a difference on someone's brain and inflammation into his protocol for his clients, successfully so, I would add. And I also look at the work of Anthony William, who is a head of science, per se, because he's also bringing some really interesting points. So today's episode, I'm going to draw some insights from mostly both and some of my experience as a mental health nutritionist. So if you look at um, autism, Autism cases uh, are said to be due to gene as well as increased toxic environmental interactions. Basically, whatever you put into your body goes in your body and becomes your body. It can be anything from toothpaste, shampoo, anything that we talked about before that is heavy metals. It, it is it. Is it. Any cologne, any fragrances, laundry detergent. Even now, we're considering EMF the exposure to the radiation that our cell cell phone and other devices emit as part of heavy metals. Um, When we touch on the subject of vaccines, you also see some polarity there. Uh, You see some people that said vaccines cause autism, and you see some people that um, do not agree with that statement. So from my perspective, it is interesting to see how some vaccines influence children in different ways, right? We're not all created equal. So I can't say that it's the only cause, but definitely the um, thimerosal and mercury 
in vaccinations are a worry to me personally as as a mother. Um, so if you are going for vaccines, I, I personally would go for thimerosal-free, aluminum-free, mercury-free vaccines. And if you are adamant about it, you can spread it out and just, you know, work with a pediatrician that is more open-minded about it. But it is part of it. It is not the only cause. It is absolutely part of it um, for some children, for some people, from my personal observation. Um, also, there's uh, the cases of inflammation in the brain that are also caused by having a leaky gut or having super low levels of omega-3s. It is important, nutritionally speaking, to read food labels. It is. And it is important to avoid processed foods and inflammatory food, such as sugar, uh, processed sugar, um, dairy, wheat. And, you know, when my child comes to me, I really comes to me and says, I really love eating whatever X, Y, Z. They also learn that they really love it, but that food doesn't love me back. So my my recommendation as a mother is to teach your children to read labels, teach yourself to read food labels and foods that your grandma won't recognize as food will end up hurting us because um, it's not real food. I call it laboratory food, which is, you know, how, how I look at it. So if we look at the uh, the the idea that autism is caused partially by toxic heavy metals, mercury and aluminum especially, then you look at those heavy metals settling in the cerebral midline canal as well as other areas of the brain. And in autism, large amounts and proportions of mercury are involved. In particular, heavy metals heavily dispersed in the speech, language, communication, movement, and motor control areas of the brain, in addition to the midline canal. Um, these are some of the causes that are behind autism. The, like we said before, uh, the variability in autism severity and the quantity of metals in someone's brain um, will determine how mild or severe the the disorder is, right? And so exactly where in the brain those heavy metals have deposited themselves will really determine uh, by how much mercury is present. And recently, the diagnostic rate of autism um, on the milder end of the spectrum has increased greatly. And that that fact on its own really urges us to ask questions. Why? Why has it increased? And this is something that every parent and every adult can, can you know, you can do your homework, you can do your research on your own, like, why has it increased? Well, our food is not the same than our, you know, the food that my grandparents ate is not the same as the food that I see in supermarkets at all. It is much more processed. And even the vaccines now are, the dosages are increased, the, the amount of aluminum and mercury is increased. So these are not the same. So this is really questions that you have to ask yourself. And I think that parents, when parents have a child with severe autism and, you know, 
they assume that everything is fine because so many people are diagnosed with mild autism. Like the school that our kids go to have a special program for kids on the spectrum. And you see a lot of kids on the spectrum, something that I don't remember seeing as much growing up and, and you know, being in elementary school or middle school. So um, it, it is important to recognize that when you want to treat autism, the system is not being set up to help parents to deal with severe autism. Um, and, and I see that once family members learn the cause, then you can understand your child or your loved ones and you can understand that he or she are dealing with severe and, and heavily heavy metal um, toxicity in the brain. And on the other end, um, parents or family of a child or loved ones that is on the lower end of the spectrum with very mild symptoms, which some of which they cannot see, tend to be less open to the idea that toxic heavy metals may be the cause behind that disorder. Um, because very mild autism allows the child to, you know, to move forward with their life without, you know, any need for answer. So it is important to realize that toxic heavy metals are everywhere. Uh, we breathe toxic heavy metals day to day. Um, and it, it's important to detox physically and nutritionally when we can while decreasing the consumption of what is already not beneficial, on, of what is already hurting us. And we talked before about where we can find some of these toxic heavy metals. And, and some of my favorite ways, other than stopping the consumption of um, inflammatory foods, such as dairy, wheat, processed sugar, is also to look at some of the research that has been done around infrared sauna, ion detox, food bath. Um, um, what else is there? Some of the some of the things that we can do would also be incorporating uh, spirulina, barley grass juice powder, um, adding parsley or cilantro into the diet. Wild blueberries are really really high antioxidant. Wild food. Um, and 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 just the awareness and the the knowledge and the desire to change or promote a child's health can lead the parent or the family member into a path of wanting to seek further knowledge. So for that reason, I would highly, highly recommend um, those who would want to learn more about how to help their loved ones to look at the work of uh, Dr. Daniel Amen and look at the work of Anthony William in that area. And just, you know, be your own compass. Uh, ask yourself the right questions. Do your own research. The answers are there for everyone. And, you know, as always, just uh, take care of your loved ones. All right. I hope that uh, this uh, short episode was helpful somewhat. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to email us or comment below and join the conversation. All right. See you later. Bye. Have a wonderful day, wonderful week, and we will talk with you soon.
let the morning breeze caress your desire every night in my dreams I hope for future life invites our worlds to collide